Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. If there are any ladies and gentlemen left in this world, <laughs> anybody coming out of a public school is a zombie, okay? And you can't make a lady or a gentleman out of a zombie. We're in trouble, folks. Well, welcome to Eurofolk Radio. This is July 10th, 2021, and the state of lockdown, I mean, the United States of America. And uh, as I said, we are in trouble. They're going to make things worse and worse and worse for us as time goes on. Uh, contact tracing will be on the agenda, is on the agenda for uh, Vinegar Joe Biden. And uh, even putting on your apps, they want to put a, a contact tracing app on your cell phone so that whenever you walk by a creature that hasn't been uh, jabbed by the Gates jab, your beeper will go off and then you will have to report that person to the local vaccine police. <laughs> and they will come and either inject you right then and there or haul you off to prison. This is what's in our future, folks. Well, good morning, <laughs> Dan from Georgia. How are you? Uh, good morning. Now, about this uh, vaccine, I guess, well, they ha- I don't guess they'll have to report, report you, will they? I mean, what happens if, if you know, someone walks by, you, if I walk by somebody and they don't report me, mm-hmm. you know, their, their app goes off and they don't report me. Uh, right. I'm well, sh- yeah, I read an article last night about Joe Biden's plan uh, by which these apps will go off automatically if you are in the vicinity of someone who is unvaccinated. Okay, so that uh, uh, th- that person will be identified. I don't know whether it looks to me like it's going to be automatic. It's not up to you as the app holder on your phone to report that person. They're all they're already going to know that you were in the vicinity of this person okay so uh, this is this is the trend yeah everything is going to be electronic digital fake <laughs> right it's a now we all know that the entire uh, covid so-called disease is fake i mean it's not it's not a flu but they are creating a, a, a an illness by chemtrails by uh, the drugs you take by the vitamins and the food you eat, et cetera, et cetera. Everything's contaminated these days. It's really hard to find something that isn't contaminated. But the worst of it is the mRNA so-called vaccine that will digitize your DNA, (laughs) right? Synthetic DNA, which will make your body readable, okay? So they're on that way, and they want to put that app on your phone as well. So, that, in other words, it's total dictatorship electronically. That's what they're wow. aiming for. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Maybe you can, can you, <laughs> if you can find that article, maybe you can post it. Uh, in- yeah, uh, I'll have to look for that. Yeah, I, I think I put it in the chat room last night, so I can scroll, okay. scroll up for that. But today, uh, since this uh, uh, series is dedicated to uh, explaining the scriptures from the Christian identity point of view, we were on Exodus chapter 20 last time. That was two weeks ago since I was at Freedom Palooza last weekend, and I'll give a report on that tomorrow or maybe even tonight on Restoration Hour. So uh, today we want to pick up where we left off, and we were in Exodus chapter 20. <laughs> Brother Aber says he has a, a three, 13-year-old flip phone. Does it still work? <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, is there are there any apps on it? Yeah, these flip phones are nice, and uh, I guess you can just take the same uh, card, and if it fits, they may have changed the size of the cards for your phone for your cell phone, so that the new ones won't fit in the old ones. So you have to check into that, but uh, you don't want to update it anyway. You know, just to make calls. Period. That that's all you really want your phone for. You don't want anything else because. If it's receiving signals from the 5G cell tower near you, you're being irradiated with twice the dose. You know, you, uh, it's there was a video put out by somebody where a girl comes home from work, go and looks out the window, uh, turns off the lights, go to bed, and then she wakes up next morning and there's a cell tower right outside her window. Right? <laughs> this this is what's happening, folks. 
This is what's happening. Sharpen your axe, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You know what you're going to have to do. I don't need to tell you if a, a cell phone a tower uh, you know, is put up overnight right next to your house. You know what you have to do, okay? Make it make life difficult for them. So, uh, so Dan, uh, so uh, you've been in the stock market, okay? What what in the world is the possibility? Is there an outside possibility that the infrastructure for these five G towers, uh, which uh, about every two blocks, how much how much metal, <laughs> how many t- cell towers have to be installed for them to cover the entire planet? Is this even conceivable? Wow, <clears throat> I don't know. Um... Oh, I have no idea. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I mean, it, yeah. What, what do you mean exactly? How, how much? Well, I mean, is it? Po- I mean, is there enough steel in the world to put up all the a, a, a cell tower every two blocks in every city how, in the world? Huh? How how far apart do they have to be? I mean, what? Two blocks. A lot of. Uh, is that how much? How much it yeah. has to be? Two, okay. two, two blocks because the five G towers have to interface with one another. You know where your typical uh, cell t- phone tower right now is like a couple of miles, if not more. Okay, depending on placement. So uh, and they can be out in the country. They don't have to be. But in the city, t- in order to work properly with the grid that they're planning, they have to be every two blocks. Part. Wow, that's a so, lot of cell phone towers. Yeah, I mean, who's investing in that? <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. got to be a tremendous investment, right? <laughs> For real, yeah, there's got yeah. to be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't uh, know they had to be that close close together. Right, yeah, and uh, so uh, you know, the, uh, what do you call it, the, the amount of material and the man hours of labor have got to be beyond reckoning, simply beyond reckoning. But you know, obviously, they probably have target particular cities like Paris, Chicago, L.A., New York, you know, things like that. Where uh, and then many of these cities around the world, they're fully equipped. And guess what? Wuhan, China, <laughs> was fully equipped with 5G. Everybody was vaccinated even before 2019, before all this started, and they were testing it out, and they were able to induce death in people in Wuhan city once 5G was activated. Wow. Okay. So so this is where mm-hmm. we're at. Yes. Yeah. And I was reading an article, I, well, I glanced over it, that there's graphite in these shots. Right. And the graphite reacts with the uh, the 5G towers. Exactly. And exactly. Is that what you, did you read that? Is that what you? Yeah, it's, yeah, I did a show about that as well uh, a week ago, two weeks ago, and it's called Graphene. Graphene is a electromagnetic version of carbon because uh, carbon has never been known to be magnetic. However, they were able to uh, change the shape of the six uh, hexagonal carbon molecule that's its most stable form is a hexagonal molecule by the way it's got six protons six neutrons and six electrons okay oh wow they had to change the shape of the carbon molecule into a, a bow tie shape and when they compressed it in the center and the ends you know just like a bow tie uh, they became magnetic so now that's why everybody who's walking around uh, attracting uh, uh, swords and forks and spoons and batteries and maybe even your cell phone. You don't need a pocket. It'll just uh, ride on you, right on your back or stomach, right? So everything is becoming electrified. Everything. Okay. Uh, yeah. Who's investing? That, that's the good question. Who's a somebody uh, has to be making billions on these uh, cell tower construction companies unless they're not unless they're not public and the Rothschilds are simply funding it all with fiat money mm-hmm. okay yeah yeah hourglass <laughs> brother Abraham says it's an hourglass shape and the sand is running from one where <laughs> time is running out yes yeah so, uh, and all these smart people who are investing in all of these uh, new technologies are investing in their own demise. That, you know, the the Jews have uh, c- uh, very 
cleverly forced white people to pay the taxes that fund Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and the entire welfare state. That's taxation without representation, folks. Okay. Now they've done the same thing electronically. So, yeah, it's probably, yeah, get, uh, keep your flip phone. It's uh, far less reactive than any smartphone. Now, get rid of the smartphone, absolutely, because they're going to put those apps on your cell phone whether you want it or not. In fact, now, can new, you wrap your cell phone in tinfoil? And- I, I heard you could do that. Yeah, I don't know how effective it is. Uh, it's probably effective for uh, reducing uh, radio emissions, okay? Mm-hmm. Whether your cell phone will work or not, <laughs> maybe uh, if the antenna yeah. just sticks up there, maybe it'll mm-hmm. work enough to answer a phone. I don't know. That's a good question, okay? Something yeah. maybe we can look into, experiment with. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Brother Aber says, put it in a Mylar potato chip bag. <laughs> right? Of course, if, uh, empty the potato chips out first, you know, so uh, it doesn't get all greasy. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. right? Slip out of your hand right down the toilet. <laughs> right. So, man, it's, it's getting crazier and crazier. And obviously, mainstream media is not mentioning a word of any of this. The magnetic shots. Yeah, it's called graphene, graphene oxide. That is the uh, chemical by which these, uh, that's included in your shot, your Gates jab, and that will turn your body into one gigantic magnet. Hmm. Wow. No science fiction writer ever thought of this. (laughs) Oh, I know. It's like we're we're living in, in... Hell. Strange times. In right. hell. Yeah. 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 Right. Electromagnetic hell. Yeah. Uh, you know, can you imagine how all this is going to affect your body? You know, because your body, the nerve endings, and I talked about this last night as well. I haven't posted that show yet. I will after this show. That uh, your neurons are going to have to be affected because uh, the uh, synapses at the end of your neurons transmit uh, information. It's a chemical reaction, but the uh, signal is electric, okay? And uh, that fires a neuron, a a synapse, and uh, next to it is the synapse of another neuron so that that signal can continue. This is virtually at the speed of light, except for the fact that a chemical reaction occurs at the synapses that uh, transmits the signal, you know, which, uh, by which you move your arms, you know, uh, and your brain, you know, the, the, the thoughts you think are all tied into this. That's going to alter the way your body fires the synapses, Dan. That's what it's mm-hmm. going to do. Uh, literally, th- we're going to be turned into zombies. You can't think that something like that injected in your body is not going to have an effect on on your nerve endings. Exactly, exactly. And so this was planned a a good 30, 40 years ago because they figured we we will have this capability of changing. Now, but the graphene oxide has only been on the market since around 2003, something like that, okay? So they they needed to develop this graphene oxide, and then they had to make it in nanoparticles so they could inject it into you. And so that uh, I can imagine that these nanoparticles will coagulate around the synapses of your nerves, okay? I wonder if that's going to be painful. Mm -hmm. It, It could be. Okay, so uh, we're, we're going to be living through it. And plus, uh, I haven't had a chance to work on it yet because we haven't had a chance to do a New Testament show, you know, correlating Old and New Testament in quite a while. So maybe at the end of this month we can do that. So because uh, the Bible says we will have dead blood. And that's what the Gates jab is doing. It's, it's forcing our blood to coagulate, causing people to have strokes and dying from a coagulated blood. So, folks, all of these prophecies in the book of Revelation uh, are coming true before our very eyes, and this is a crazy world we're living in. All right, so let's get back to the Ten Commandments, uh, unless you have another comment here. Yeah, I was going to just one more question. I know you've seen these videos of people putting magnets to their arm where they've gotten gotten the jab and the the magnet will... Uh, stick to their arm. 
But right. then some people are saying that that hasn't happened. That they, you know, mm-hmm. it has. In other words, it's not happening to everyone. I wonder why that is. Is it the different type of shots or? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think I think it's the Moderna uh, that is magnetic. And, and I think the AstraZeneca is magnetic, but the Pfizer is not. All depends on whether they put the graphene oxide into the shot or not, okay? And I saw one video of a South American TV station. They did a live uh, challenge of uh, whether or not people, and all the people they did it with were vaccinated. The first three people were not magnetic, and they said, no, this, this is fake. This, this is fake news. But then the next two were magnetic. And I forget which, which vaccine they took. So, and then the, the, the whole TV station erupted. Wow, look, it's, it sticks. It sticks, right? So, yeah, you do not want to get jabbed, period. Okay. So if, if you did have to get held down and, and, mm. and jabbed, I guess you would want to go with the Pfizer then, right? Because it doesn't have yeah. the graphene in it. Yeah, well, they probably got wise by now and are putting it in there, right? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'd have to do research on which, which uh, vaccines have the uh, graphene, okay? Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, Brother Abear says, I tried magnet. Crazy stuff. For, yeah. I tried magnet on a friend, and I felt the magnet pull to the vac site. It barely stuck, though, but he was jabbed two months prior. Now, maybe if we're lucky, the effect will wear off because the uh, the graphene dissipates into your body. But I think it's going to make your whole body magnetic, and uh, to the extent we don't know, to what extent we don't know. We'll find out. You know, we'll just stay on top of this issue. And Eurofolk Radio well, has is in uh, the front line of reporting on graphene. There are very, very few uh, p- places, except for people on BitChute and Brand New Tube and places like that that are reporting on this and doing videos about it. Okay. Well, that brings me to one other point, and I'll shut up about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Um, I was I saw another video where they're saying that you know the body has the has the ability to eliminate these toxins from your body. Uh, yeah. But that's why they're pushing these booster shots, though, mm, because okay. they want to, you know, if if your body can get rid of it, then they want to be able to go back in and jab you again. So you right, you know. yeah, right. Swamp Fox says since this is the trial stage of the jab, <laughs> you know, probably they they don't want to kill everybody instantly, right? So they have to limit amount, the amount of graphene, the amount of this and the amount of that in the jab. But we know it's a mm-hmm. toxic soup. They're definitely, definitely putting a toxic soup into our bodies. But they don't want people to drop dead right after they get the jab, right? They want to at least be able to walk out of the clinic, get drive home and have an accident on the way home. Then the death can be blamed on an auto accident, right? So mm-hmm. it, it's going to get worse and worse. They're, they're, they're going to put more and more of this toxic stuff in the jab. Uh, the, the, yeah, it is a trial. It, and it's an experiment. It's an experimental uh, you know, nanotoxine. It's not a vaccine because it does not provide immunity to anything. So it's going to get worse. They're just going to uh, up the dose as much as they possibly can. And uh, anybody who volunteers to get one of these shots is asking. It's they're committing suicide, basically. That's what I think. Saying. It's a long-term thing they're looking at. They're like you said, they're not going to want everybody to drop dead right away. But yeah, what we have to be careful of is the long-term effects of yeah. of, of this. You know, which will build up. No, which will no, build up. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now I'm putting together a list of antidotes to uh, these various uh, toxins that they're pumping into us. And I just found out about one that I'd never heard of before. It's called berberine, B-E-R-B-E-R-I-N-E. And it's antibacterial, it's probiotic, and it's also anti-diabetic. It's, uh, it, it seems to be, oh yeah, and it, it pro- improves your gut balance. You know, it will kill bacteria that are bad for you, but it will not affect the probiotic bacteria in your gut. So if you have leaky gut syndrome, it should cure your leaky gut syndrome. And uh, since it's anti-diabetic, it should improve you know, your uh, you know, your overall you know sugar balance. 
okay? So uh, I'm, I think I'm going to do a show about berberine and uh, all these other antidotes that are around, you know, like ivermectin for one. And there's another form of iver- ivermectin out there if you can't get a hold of that. And, of course, pine needle tea and the other, uh, you know, uh, compounds I reported on you know, about a month ago. And that we need to start stocking up on these teas, right? Berberine. And berberine apparently comes in a capsule form. Okay. So uh, it's really important for us to know the antidotes because, you know, we can experiment on ourselves and see how our health improves with these antidotes. Okay. All right. Back to you. Okay. I guess uh, that's all I have to say on vaccines. Yeah. For now. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so let's pick it up in Exodus 20, verse 1, even though we got to the sixth commandment. But uh, since it was two weeks ago, let's just start and take Exodus 20 from the top. Okay. Exodus chapter 20, verse 1. And God spake all these words, saying, I am Yahweh thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Now, it's very interesting here, uh, Exodus 23, the word that is translated as God in verse 2, capital G-O-D, is Elohim. Okay? Now, the same word in verse 3 is Elohim, but lowercase plural. It's exactly the same word, <laughs> okay? This is why we should not use God for the proper name of Yahweh, which is El- you know, presented as L-O-R-D here. Yahweh, I am Yahweh, your Elohim, okay? What this means, I, I reign above, I am for Israel. I am your Elohim. I am your God. Okay? We should not have any other gods. And so, But the same word is used by theologians to represent uh, Yahweh. And that's why they need to learn his name and start using his name because it's not God. Okay? Here in two verses next to each other, we see that Elohim is translated as with a capital G, God, and lowercase g, gods. This is confusing if you don't understand that uh, Elohim, when referring to the Creator, our God, Yahweh, you, you need to have those two words together, Yahweh, your Elohim. And that's our God, and everybody else has different gods. Back to you. It's kind of like uh, we all want to be called by our name, right? Right. Uh, you're Eli. I wouldn't want to just go, you wouldn't want to just be called Mr. all the time. <laughs> right, <You> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, well, sir will do. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> right, yeah. King, your King. highness, uh, that will do, right? <laughs> so anyway, yeah, this is um, the word God it has been misre- misrepresented to us as being his name. It is not. All right, back to you. All right, verse 5. Thou shalt not bow, thy, bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, Yahweh, thy God, am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Right. Okay. So in other words, it's telling us, well, whatever societal uh, incorrectness, biblical incorrectness, your, your, four, your four parents have engaged in, that will visit upon you, okay, because they, they create the society that we're born into. However, uh, we do not have to pay the, the penalty for their sins. It's just saying that this is the what you're born into. Deal with it, okay? And uh, you know, so, but it's difficult. It's almost a contradiction. Maybe Brother Abar can do a show on that, <laughs> right? The difference because there are verses that tell us we do not pay for the sins of our our parents, okay? So, but nevertheless, we are born into the world that they have given us, and we have to deal with it. Back to you, verse six. And showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of Yahweh thy God in vain. For Yahweh will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Okay, so you will be punished if you do that. 
Okay. <clears throat> Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of Yahweh thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. Okay, now that's interesting. So uh, even your cattle. Now, first of all, it doesn't say Saturday, <laughs> and it doesn't say Sunday, okay? <laughs> it just says the seventh day. So what, whatever we Israelites choose to make the seventh day, we need to stick to that uh, regimen and not deviate from it, okay? So uh, because they're, even in uh, New Testament times, they did not have named days of the week, and that's uh, the difference between the solar calendar and these other calendars uh, that uh, rely on specific days of the week. Uh, they're, they're not accurate. For example, uh, even this year, the Jewish calendar, which starts with the new moon, and uh, of the uh, uh, close to the spring equinox, their new moon and the following uh, Passover was 16 days apart. But the Bible clearly says it should be 14 days. <laughs> the Passover is on the 14th day, not the 16th day. So the Jews with their lunisolar calendar can never have a, an accurate calendar because they they have to because they force it they force Passover to occur on a Friday even though their new moon is uh, actually I think it was a Wednesday this year which forces it to be 16 days so they violate scripture with their calendar and the, the only calendar that really works here is the solar calendar because it's very simple the first day the first full day uh, of the year is a sabbath and then the two weeks later, the 15th is a Sabbath, but the day before, the 14th, is Passover. Very simple. <laughs> okay? You just have to give up your Friday, Saturday, Sunday stuff. Right? Uh, and that's the only calendar that works consistently. All right, back to you. And the first day is always the spring equinox. That's the correct. The new year. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, verse 11. For in six days Yahweh made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, Yahweh blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Mm -hmm. Very Honor. interesting. Yeah, uh, sorry to interrupt again, but okay. I just recently, the, the word day is Yom, okay? And those are eons, not 24-hour days, okay? It turns out, I just was uh, reading a, uh, a commentary about William Jennings Bryan at the Scopes trial, in Kentucky, where he was being grilled by Clarence Darrow, the uh, famous lawyer from Chicago, and he was asking, well, was, the, was Earth created in six literal days? And William Jennings Bryan said, no, those are eons, those are ages, okay? So even William Jennings Bryan agrees with us that the, this should be translated as eon, okay? Back to you. Verse 12, honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which Yahweh thy God giveth thee. Okay, thou and that, should, shalt not that includes our ancestors, not, our, not necessarily our, not only our direct father and mother, but our ancestors as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, verse 13, thou shalt not kill. And I think we need to go into a little bit of detail on that, that that's not just uh, like it, it's yeah. premeditated homicide is what it's right. talking about. Yeah. Here. yeah. Well, the uh, definition here is uh, ratzak and me, to dash in pieces, that is to kill a human being, especially to murder, to put to death, kill, slay, murder. OK, so it really should be translated murder. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, because the punishment for accidental killing is not as severe as for murder. Okay, so it really should be translated murder. But you, you should also be careful, you know, to arrange your household and your property 
So, for example, so somebody doesn't fall into a ditch that you built, <laughs> that you dug out, right? <laughs> you know, and we have different terms for that in the modern world, like manslaughter and involuntary homicide and all that sort of thing, right? But I think that it does incorporate all those things, you because you will be held accountable if you uh, are in neglect of other people's safety. Okay, back to you. Mm-hmm. Verse 14, thou shalt not commit adultery. And we went into detail on that last last week. Yeah. Thou shalt not, uh, race mix is essentially race what it Race mix. Means. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. Okay, private property is sacred, folks. This is in direct contradiction to communism. Yep. Mm-hmm. And actually, and, income tax and <laughs> property tax and all the rest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. And they said unto Moses, speak thou with us, and we will hear. But let not God speak with us, lest we die. So the people themselves didn't even want to hear Yahweh speaking to them, right? <laughs> okay, we have, to, we have to have an intermediary, right? So Moses and Yeshua, and Joshua was an intermediary as well. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God is not is come to prove you, and that his fear may be before your faces, that ye sin not. And the people stood afar off, and Moses drew near unto the thick darkness where God was. Right. And of course, to prove means to test. Yeah. He's here to test us. Yeah. And Yahweh said unto Moses, Thus thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, You have seen that I have taught with you from heaven. You shall not make you shall not make with me gods of silver, neither shall ye make unto you gods of gold. An altar of earth thou shalt make unto me, and shalt sacrifice thereon thy burnt offerings, and thy peace offerings, thy sheep and thine oxen. In all places where I record my name, I will come unto thee, and I will bless thee. And if thou wilt make me an altar of stone, thou shalt not build it of hewn stone. For if thou lift up thy tool upon it, thou hast polluted it. Okay, so don't carve any images on it. Neither shalt thou go up by steps unto mine altar, that thy nakedness may be not discovered thereon. Hmm, that I don't understand. Should uh, Okay, wow. Neither shalt thou go up by steps unto mine altar, that thy nakedness be not discovered. That I think that requires a, an essay, <laughs> right? Yeah. So what does nakedness have to do with steps? Okay. And there's got to be more to this verse than meets the eye. Okay. Uh, I almost Ellen, wonder if, if something might be missing from it, if there yeah. might be... Right, Something right. Something taken out, you know, because that's, that's strange. Yeah, because the fact is when the tabernacle was built, you know, th- there were steps leading up to the tabernacle. I'm pretty sure, you know, I'd have to uh, – this one requires research, folks. Exodus twenty twenty six. I'll make a note of it. All right. Let's go to chapter 21. Chapter 21. Now, these are the judgments which thou shalt set before them. If thou buy an Hebrew servant, six years he shall serve, and in the seventh he shall go out free for nothing. If he came in by himself, he shall go out by himself. If he were married, then his wife shall go out with him. If his master have given him a wife, and she have borne him sons or daughters, the wife and her children shall be her masters, and he shall go out by himself. And if the servant shall plainly say, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go out free. Then his master shall bring him unto the judges. He shall also bring him to the door or unto the door post. And his master shall bore his ear through with an awl. And he shall serve him forever. Okay. All right. So here, this is indentured servitude. This is not chattel slavery. 
no Hebrew owned another Hebrew for life, except in this case where the the servant says, okay, uh, I'd rather live with you for the rest of my life, so I will be your servant for the rest of my life yeah, because my life is better off with you than without you, <laughs> okay? Uh, other than that, all of the... Um, uh, the, re- the releases of the servants apply every seventh year. And, of course, the, the big release is the year of Jubilee. So apparently uh, even the year of Jubilee would not apply to such a servant who has volunteered to be your servant for the rest of his her, or her life. This is completely different from chattel slavery, which is forced upon you. So all of these indentured servitude situations Uh, are created by one or two circumstances. Either you committed a crime and the judges pass sentence on you and uh, or uh, you voluntarily go. And since there's only two punishments, death and uh, indentured servitude, uh, the judges have to determine what the sentence is and how long you have to serve your master. It, uh, it's not the case that we could just go around and pick out a person and enslave them, right? Uh, there was no such institution. Back to you. Verse 7. And if a man sell his daughter to be a maidservant, she shall not go out as the men servants do. If she please not her master, who had betrothed her to himself, then shall he let her be redeemed. To sell her unto a strange nation, he shall have no power. Hmm. seeing he had dealt deceitfully with her. Okay, all right. So basically, uh, she's still a commodity. A, an endangered servant is still a commodity that can be passed off to some other person for full payment. Okay? this is, We're not talking about chattel slavery here. And let's see, what's the word strange here? The nokri. You shall not sell her to a nokri. Back to you. Or non-Adamite. <laughs> okay. And if he hath betrothed her unto his son, he shall deal with her after the manner of daughters. Okay, so now why would your son want to take her as an indentured servant? Maybe with the eye of marrying her? Okay, mm-hmm. that's a possibility. That would set her free, wouldn't it? Yeah. Okay, but the feminists consider marriage slavery. <laughs> right? But they don't consider <laughs> communism to be slavery. All right. Verse 10. If he take him another wife, her food, her raiment, and her duty of marriage, shall he not diminish? Okay. If he do not these three unto her, then shall she go out free without money. Okay. We're talking about Hebrews that are, you know, uh, primarily Israelites that uh, live among other Israelites. Back to you. Verse 12. He that smiteth a man so that he die shall surely be put to death. Okay, now here man is ish. It's not Adam. So, in other words, if you can't go around killing anybody, (laughs) right? Uh, Even if it's a non-Israelite or a non-Anamite. All right? Mm -hmm. We are not to go around uh, arbitrarily killing people, or even animals for that matter. We're supposed to... Treat every living being with respect, unless, of course, it's cockroaches, <laughs> right? <laughs> or things like that, right? So a man is a living, breathing biped, male of any species. Okay, we found that this word is what's used of, of Noah's Ark, the clean and unclean, male and female. These are animals. H376-ish is all males of any species. Okay, and of course, it it basically applies to females as well. All right, back to you. Verse 13, And if a man lie not in wait, but God deliver him into his hand, then I will appoint thee a place whither he shall flee. So if you're kidnapped, okay, so Yahweh will uh, allow you to escape. So start praying. (laughs) If you're kidnapped, (laughs) start praying. All right. Verse 14, but if a man come presumptuously upon his neighbor to slay him with guile, thou shalt take him from mine altar that he may die. Okay, so again, we're talking primarily about Israelites, 
Okay, and they did treat each other this way. Israelites murdered each other all the time in the Old Testament. And they still do today, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, with guile, okay, and uh, kill him. The sentence is death. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Verse fifteen, and he that smiteth his father or his mother shall be surely put to death. And he that stealeth a man. And sell him, or if he be found in his hand, he shall surely be put to death. Okay, kidnapping. Punishment kidnapping. for kidnapping is death. Yep. And he that curseth his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. Whoa. And if men... Hmm. You want to say something on that? Or? Well, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's hardly doing injury to anybody, but just cursing your parents, which I don't think I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, help me if I've ever done that. I don't recall ever doing anything like that. Yeah, this is how uh, seriously we're supposed to take our ancestry. Mm -hmm. Verse 18, And if men strive together, and one smite another with a stone, or with his fist, and he die not, but keepeth his bed, if he rise again, and walk abroad upon his staff, then shall he that smote him be quit. Only he shall pay for the loss of his time and shall cause him to be thoroughly healed. Okay, yeah. So, again, the punishment is either death or compensation. Mm-hmm. Okay. There is, there is no prison system in the Bible. No, absolutely not. The only thing they had was sanctuary cities, which for were run— For accidental deaths. Right, yeah. And, uh, and to, for, uh, so, yeah, if you accidentally slay someone— and uh, the the that someone's brother wants to retaliate against you, and you have no other recourse but to flee, then uh, the sanctuary cities were available to you. Okay, but that was not a prison. You could uh, do do engage in commerce freely while you're in the sanctuary city. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Compare that to today, and think of oh. all the pile of money that we waste on these prisons. You know this prison system that we have today. That doesn't work. <laughs> yes, and you know. uh, but but you you can see that uh, our laws reflect the laws that we're uh, you know reading about right here. It's called common law. Okay, mm -hmm. it was actually uh, uh, codified by King Alfred the Great, the great Saxon king of England, and uh, our common law is based on Alfred the Great's dooms, as they were called. You know, if, if you commit a crime, you're doomed, <laughs> right? Especially a crime that uh, incurs a death penalty. But uh, our common law is based on this. It's based on the Bible. Mm -hmm. But the punishment system, the prison system, are totally fabricated. Of course, we know who fabricated these, these institutions. Of course, it's the Jews. And, of course, mm -hmm. our lawyers, <laughs> right, lawyers and other people who benefit from the system. Well, it's we know great. who makes up a, a good majority of lawyers, too, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Verse 20, and if a man smite his servant or his maid with a rod and he die under his hand, he shall surely be punished. Notwithstanding, if he continue a day or two, he shall not be punished for he is his money. If men strive and hurt a woman with child so that her fruit depart from her and yet no mischief follow, he shall be surely punished according as the woman's husband will lay upon him. And he shall pay as the judges determine. Okay, so if you cause a spontaneous abortion by, uh, let's say, running into a woman walking down the road with your ox cart, <laughs> right? And that causes her to spontaneously abort. Well, you have to pay for it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, sure. uh, yeah, all right. Very interesting. These are very specific uh, ordinances that uh, we should keep an eye on. All right, back to you. Verse 23, And if any mischief follow, then thou shalt give life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. Burning for burning, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. In other words, you must make recompense. You mm -hmm. must make, or, or, or unless the death penalty is involved, then the death penalty must be enforced. Now, it, now the people ask, well, what about the so-called age of grace? 
that were supposedly in. Well, the uh, the penalties have been suspended until the judgment day. Otherwise, we would have no recourse. We would not be able to repent. Okay, but our our legal system still enforces these rules. It's amazing that Judeo Christians will accept the death penalty of being enforced by the state, <laughs> right? But uh, still believe that the law has been done away with. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's self contradictory, right? But obviously, if somebody commits murder, we have the laws to enforce uh, you know, the, the death penalty against that person. It's just that the liberals don't want to enforce the death penalty because they want those people to get out of prison and vote Democratic. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> All right. The well, law is still in like effect. This. Yeah, go ahead. I look at it like this, too. I mean, you can forgive someone, but they still have to be punished for what they've done, right? A murderer, you can forgive them, sure, but, I mean, he's got to pay for what he did. Yeah, now that's very interesting. Uh, Maybe we'll come across that here in Scripture. Yeah, you can, just as you can make a deal with someone to have them be an indentured servant to you for the rest of their lives, it's a contract, okay? But still, you know, you can't contract with somebody to go rob a bank, <laughs> right? So the uh, whatever contract we have with another person has to be according to Yahweh's laws to begin with, okay? But here we're being told, you know, that some sort of punishment has to take place. Whether or not you or I can totally forgive someone, well, so for example, if someone accidentally ran over your pregnant wife down the road, uh, a life was at stake here, and it says you must be punished. But do you, as the woman's husband, have the authority to uh, you know, prevent that person from being punished? Well, first of all, as the husband, you would want that person to be punished, right? But... If, is there an option for us to totally forgive on behalf of someone else? Do we have the option to totally forgive for our own sakes? Right? If somebody, well, but uh, Yahshua says if somebody slaps you across the face on one side, turn to him the other cheek. So I would think that we do have that as for our own sakes. If we have been personally insulted or injured, then we have that option. I do believe we have that, uh, but uh, I might be wrong. We'll find out. Uh, I'm sure Scripture will cover that circumstance. All right, back to you. All right, verse 26, And if a man smite the eye of his servant or the eye of his maid, that it perish, he shall let him go free for his eye's sake. Okay, so then if you injure uh, your, your servant, now it's interesting, it's using servant. It's using the term servant here. This is the King James Version. It's not using the term slave. That, uh, that is a bad translation for servant. And uh, along the line, we'll probably encounter that. Okay. Verse 27. And if he smite out his manservant's tooth or his maidservant's tooth, he shall let him go free for his tooth's sake. So, in other words, the indentured servitude must end if you injure your uh, servant badly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Verse 28, if an ox gore a man or a woman that they die, then the ox shall surely be stoned, and his flesh shall not be eaten, but the owner of the ox shall be quit. Okay, what does quit mean here? Uh, Naughty, innocent, really? Okay, that's very interesting. Repeat that verse, because this this one is complicated. If an ox gore a man or a woman that they die, and the ox shall surely be stoned, and his flesh shall not be eaten. But the owner of the ox shall be quit. Hmm. Uh, well, I think it still uh, stands to reason that your ox sh- uh, should be fenced in so that something like this doesn't happen. But let's say uh, some people come over to your house and want to you know, get close to the ox, and the ox kills that person. Then, at, uh, yeah, then that circumstance is the... You know, that person voluntarily entered the stall, you know, or the uh, fenced-in area so that the owner is not at fault. That's, you mm-hmm. know, okay. But uh, but in those days, I don't, they didn't have fences, so the ox would roam around. So surely what the ox did is uh, not your intention, not your will, okay? So on that basis, I think that this makes sense. 
But nevertheless, yeah, we're still obliged to take care of our animals so that they don't injure others. But mm-hmm. that's a tough one. This is a tough one. Okay, back to you. Verse 29. But if the ox were wont to push with his horn in time past, and it has been testified to his owner, and he has not kept him in, but that he has killed a man or a woman, the ox shall be stoned, and his owner also shall be put to death. Ah, there you go. So if this ox has a history of goring people, the owner needs to take note of it so it doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. So like if you have a, a, a VW <laughs> and the emergency brake, or it, it has a habit of going out of parking gear when it's parked and it rolls down a hill and kills somebody, then uh, if that's first-time uh, incident, uh, you're innocent. But if it happens again because you didn't take note of the problem, uh, all these car manufacturers who have to recall vehicles, but they don't do it until several hundred people die, guess mm-hmm. what, folks? The death penalty is should be imposed upon them. All right? And it's really just common sense. If you know something can cause you know, bodily harm to someone else, then you should, right. you know. Yeah, but, but who has make time sure to, happen. yeah, I have time to buy stuff, but not to fix stuff, <laughs> right? <laughs> this is, this is basically how people think, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And this happens all the time. Well, like that building in, in Florida that collapsed. My understanding is that, you know, because this is a really complicated arrangement between, uh, the owners, you know, the, the owners of the property and the homeowners association, right? And the insurance company and the lawyers, who who's responsible? Well, my understanding is that the homeowners association was putting off repairs because they just didn't have the money. Mm-hmm. All right, would insurance? Co- yeah. And the other thing about this, folks is that building was not constructed with girders. It did not have girders uh, all the way down. They might have been into the sand, but the construction was rebar, rebar, inter, interwoven rebar instead of vertical girders and horizontal girders. I can't believe that they allowed that type of construction to even happen, especially in Florida, where everything is shifting sand, right? So... Who's responsible, Dan? <laughs> Who's? How about the local ordinances that allowed such a building to be built? Yeah, I guess okay. you got several different people who are responsible. Right, it's it's a, a, a conglomeration failure. <laughs> Everybody involved. You know, if I were asked to build such a building, I said, mm, I don't think so. Let somebody else build it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but the way the legal system works, people can pass off responsibility and literally get away with murder. Murder, yeah. Mm -hmm. Verse 30, if there be laid on him a sum of money, then he shall give for the ransom of his life whatsoever is laid upon him. Whether he have gored a son or have gored a daughter, according to this judgment shall it be done unto him. If the ox shall punt, that the ox shall push a manservant or a maidservant, he shall give unto their master thirty shekels of silver, and the ox shall be stoned. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. The monetary uh, effect is on the servant. Now, of course, when you're dealing with horses and oxen and all these kinds of animals, uh, that or even dogs, especially dogs, dog can turn on the master. Or the dog can bite somebody and really hurt that person. Yeah, mm-hmm. Our legal system says, well, the owner is responsible. Unless, of course, the dog is on a leash. But uh, even there, you know, how long is the leash? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? You, if you have an animal that is apt to bite somebody, I, I don't think you should take that animal for a walk. You should have a fenced-in pen or a dog run on your property, right. et cetera, et cetera. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't tell you how many people are injured by dogs in this country. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, typically the owner is responsible when something like this happens. Verse 33. And if a man shall open a pit 
Or if a man shall dig a pit and not cover it, and an ox or an ass fall therein, the owner of the pit shall make it good and give money unto the owner of them, and the dead beast shall be his. And if one man oxes, one man's ox hurt another's that he die, then they shall sell the live ox and divide the money of it. And the dead ox also they shall divide. It better, it better eat it quick before it becomes roadkill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or if it be known that the ox has, has used to push in time past and his owner has not kept him in, he shall surely pay ox for ox and the dead shall be his own. Okay, so, yeah, very specific laws. And, you know, as you say, all this stuff may, is common sense. It's called being a responsible Israelite. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, you know, sometimes uh, if it, the money comes out of your own pocket and you can't afford to pay it, then you have the option of indentured servitude. Or you can make an agreement with the person who is victimized, uh, make payments over time. Okay, because uh, I don't see that that option is excluded, but I guess you could call that a form of indentured servitude when you owe somebody, you know, for a, um, you know, an accident like this, which was not your fault, but nevertheless, you're responsible. I don't think, you know, for example, if uh, I wouldn't want to deprive you of your car, if you slammed into my, my car and destroyed it, right? You, you just you want need, to get paid back for the damage right. that's done to your car. Yeah, yeah. but but uh, your point from earlier, the way the law works, there. Yeah, well, we had uh, debtor's prison where you were deprived of a livelihood. How are you going to make payment if you're deprived of a livelihood? Mm -hmm. That's incredibly stupid. But but that's what happens when e even our people get you know corrupt Israelites and certainly corrupt Jews take over our society and justice is never served by such people and they distort the system that is clearly being set forth here in Exodus chapter 21 this is the way we're supposed to live folks all right yeah yeah that's why we have to we cannot mix in our society with other races because they'll never obey these laws mm -hmm. they're not capable of it look all at right. their countries now i mean yeah, right that's it, prime evidence right there that they don't won't obey these laws amen amen so uh you know, that's why we must remain separate. The uh, sixth law of God, thou shalt not mongrelize, applies in every case. That's, But, of course, since the Jews have taken over our white nations since the Battle of Waterloo, they have uh, intentionally murdered us and tried to breed us out of existence since that time. This is not going on 200 years, folks. All right, folks, this is the end of our show today. Very instructive. And I'll see if I can find out the true meaning of Exodus 2026 20, for next week. All right, brother? All right. All right, Dan, take care. Yahweh bless everybody. And be responsible. <laughs> take care. All right. All right. See you next week. See you next week. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.